Welcome back to Restorative Grief with Mandy Capehart. You are listening to episode 22, titled Healing Through Realignment. This week, I want to talk about reframing our suffering. Now, before you freak out, I don't mean just changing our mindset and making ourselves feel better by minimizing our suffering, but I do mean recognizing where we are meditating in our thoughts and what we believe as truth in our very real circumstances. The grief we experience, no matter the source of the loss, is very real, and for as long as it takes, we deserve to have space to think through and consider every side to our grief. But at some point, if we do not know how to process the grief intentionally, we might remain in a cycle of overthinking and pain, and that is not what we're looking for. We can look for meaning, purpose, or whatever else we think might exist within our grief that needs to be uncovered. Each of our individual stories contains something unique to us that will influence our healing path. But for all of us, there comes a moment when we feel like we've hit the brick wall on all sides. But that doesn't mean we give up. It means we learn that some walls are meant to be climbed or flat out dismantled. There are belief systems and habits in grief that we have internalized or adopted as our own that are truly harming our hearts and slowing our ability to find healing. And I believe it really is a matter of recognizing where we are putting our mental energy as we grieve. I want any time you have set aside for grief work, which includes listening to a podcast like this, to be an intentional engagement with your own life and story. What you think about in your daily life informs how you feel about what you encounter or experience, and those feelings inform or influence how you behave in the world, interacting with others, yourself, or any faith practice you might have. When you have a consistent set of behaviors, that makes you think and feel some kind of way about yourself. It's cyclical, just like grief, normal, and to be completely expected. But interrupting any cycle that is harmful or maybe just not productive can be a very empowering way to address an ongoing painful situation or thought process. If you're a newer listener to the podcast, welcome. But you may not know that most of my work is predicated upon the idea of alignment. Falling in line in your mind, heart, body, and spirit means pursuing your values in a way that returns you to yourself with honor and integrity. In grief, these parts of our inner world become discombobulated and free-floating. I used to say that it feels like my skin is the only thing keeping me from going in a thousand directions at once. Grief in my life often manifests as anxiety, shallow breathing, white-knuckling, and strong-arming my emotions into the back seat so that I can continue driving at 100 miles an hour. But in those moments, I have learned to observe my mind, heart, body, and spirit to see where the behaviors I'm exhibiting, the feelings I'm feeling, or the thoughts I'm thinking have fallen away from the values I hold as core to how I want to move through the world. When we observe our own misalignment, we are then able to ask questions of ourselves that are curious and compassionate. We will talk more about values in a future episode, but for today, I simply want to say that recognizing you are out of alignment with your values is a bold step toward healing. It is humbling to admit that we cannot strong arm our way through grief. 
And as you learn to recognize misalignment, you will also notice other places in your life where you might be feeling a lot more tension or suffering. It might be that you have a greater pain mentally or than physically or emotionally than spiritually, and that's normal. Please don't feel like you have to or should tackle all four arenas at once. That's too much. But engaging one arena is where our insights about our pain become transformative because we can choose now to move that insight into action. We have to make an active intentional choice to disrupt the cycle of our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors in order to move closer to the person we want to become. It would be comfortable to believe that ignoring our pain means we remain the same forever when the truth is ignoring those pains actually moves you further from the person you want to become. Nothing leaves you standing still. Let me give you a quick example from my life about a pain point that was connected to a griefy, unmet expectation around the outcome of my book sales. As a self-published author, that means everything around creating and promoting the work is on me. I didn't have a lot of money to throw into the project, which meant I didn't have a lot of advertising I could do beyond word of mouth and building relationships one-on-one. And I would love to say that I'm completely satisfied with how well the book was received, but the truth is I had really high expectations and my inner critic held about 5% of my mind in lockdown. Because of that, every time I received encouragement, a positive review, or even sold a copy of the book, my cynicism repeated a set narrative causing significant emotional turmoil that led me to believe that feedback was somehow insincere. Not that the people were insincere, but that they were protecting my emotions by hiding the truth from me. This wrong belief pattern caused me to feel sullen, detached from the work, detached from my clients, detached from my dreams about future work in this grief area, embarrassed about producing my book, apologetic for believing I even had a right to speak about such an important topic. You see where these thoughts tend to go, how they spiral and spiral and build on one another, right? As a result of all of that mess, the promotion around the book waned. My initial enthusiasm and pride over being a published author, self-published or otherwise, took a backseat and I felt almost ashamed of choosing the fiscally responsible way of promoting my book, even though I didn't have the money to throw at it. Before I go on, let's just call out the irony here, okay? This is a grief coach dealing with grief and not recognizing how it is causing her all this pain. How is that possible? Because every human experiences these type of thoughts known as cognitive distortions without realizing what we're going through. There's no shame in it because it's natural. And truly, the moment I realized that there's no shame in experiencing cognitive distortions and the subsequent suffering, I reminded myself that I have permission to take a step back from the work. I asked myself the same question I want you to ask of yourself and your grief. Where am I out of alignment with my values? These feelings of detachment and sullenness were not in line with my core value of grace for myself. The skeptical thoughts were undermining my value of gratitude toward others and my own involvement in life. And each of these behaviors of pulling back and believing the work is not worthy undermined my value of curiosity about the world. It was my choice and responsibility to interrupt these feelings, thoughts, and behaviors because they were no longer serving me and they were moving me further away from who I want to be. 
So during each session of journaling and reflecting that I worked through, I built a written record with my notes of the insight gained that I could return to anytime those same thoughts, feelings, or behaviors surfaced again. This practice of reframing does not mean I never experienced those cognitive distortions, and it would be irresponsible for me to believe in a black and white definition of healed or unhealed, because spoiler, black and white thinking is also a cognitive distortion. But this work invites me to remember that healing is a spectrum. We are constantly in process, experiencing the world in a new way almost on the daily, And the more we can pause to consider the way we are feeling, thinking, and acting in the world, the more we will recognize the connection between our experiences and the pain we carry. Because no matter the source of grief, it deserves our attention. No matter the duration of our grief, it deserves our intentions. And no matter the number of attempts we have made to resolve our grief, It deserves one more shot every time because healing is ongoing when we commit to ourselves to continue the pursuit of wellness and alignment. Thank you for listening to episode 22 of Restorative Grief. Cognitive distortions are the prime way I've found the pain of grief continues its harmful cycle in my own life. For me, it takes removing myself from the immediate proximity of my pain to try and gain a bird's eye view of my circumstances and suffering. That distance makes room for compassion and perspective to adjust my lens, changing what I'm seeing as the most important thing in the moment. It also disarms those impossibly big emotions, letting me soften just long enough to see what's really beneath the pain I can't look at. If this episode in itself felt a little like a 10,000 foot flyover, that's okay. It's a little high concept and I get that, but sometimes that's the best place to go when you need a different way of seeing your world and your grief. Before you go, take a minute to subscribe to this podcast if you would, leave a review and think about where you might need to take a step back from a thought, feeling, or behavior that is no longer serving you or who you are becoming. I think you'll be glad you did. Remember, the only way to heal through grief is to do the work of grieving. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.